All right, everybody, let's go ahead and get started. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for who you are, man. Thank you so much for being God, and thank you so much for just being our covering. We pray, Lord, as we talk about uh, spiritual warfare and how to stand against the schemes of the devil, I pray, Lord, that you'll give us the words to say, and I pray this discussion is, is, is helpful, beneficial, and eye-opening to letting us better understand that we as believers have the authority uh, to stand against all the schemes of the devil and uh, to stand firm and to uh, prove that, that anything's possible. So with that being said, I come against every demonic spirit that may try to war against myself. Any type of retaliation that may come against my family and the families represented here, we cover everyone as we indulge in this study. And we thank you for that authority, God, and we appreciate your spirit governing this time. And just name we do pray, amen. amen. So last few weeks we've been talking about spiritual warfare. Last week we talked about uh, verse 10 or verse 11. I'll go ahead and read the first two verses that we've been in, kind of. Uh, the first uh, was verse 10. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. So right now, we're in verse 11. And like we said before, we're going to take our time, go verse by verse to kind of see um, how we can really glean from the text and see how we can uh, better position ourselves with spiritual warfare going forward. Last week, we, talked, we asked a lot of good questions about um, the whole armor of God. We talked about the importance of having all your unif- all your full uniform when it comes to athletics. We talked about the importance if you do go to war, how it's important to have your helmet, your gun, all that good stuff. But today we're going to be talking about the second part of verse 11. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes. Of the-. What did we talk about last week about schemes? What did we say schemes were? A scheme, a plot. It's all good. It's like, it's like a trap. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? A plan. a plan. What are some schemes that you think are set against young believers or believers in general? What are some schemes, systematic strategies set against us? I'm hoping to get you guys messed up. Go ahead, uh, Alex. All that new, age new age. How does that? How is that a scheme? Systematically. Uh huh. Yep. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So I was playing with it. Like, it was kind of fun. So I was just like, eh. and they were like, don't do that. That's bad luck. And I was like, girl. I'm saying, I got the blood on me. I understand. Yeah, the biggest thing is like the crystals, though. Like people put more faith in a crystal than they would in a person, or if they were putting God. So it's crazy how those things circle around. Cause back in our day, I know Coach Community, they had crystals back then too, and sage and all that stuff. What else? What else? What's another scheme? Appreciate you, Alex. What's another scheme? That's against our young people or against everyone in general. Um, in some cases, college. Yep. And how is that a scheme? It's a place for indoctrination. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes your focus off of your indoctrination. Good, good. Appreciate you. One last person. Another scheme that you see is prevalent amongst y'all's generation or just against Christians, period. Yes, sir, Emmanuel. And then we'll go, we'll go here. Uh, no, it's oh, gotcha, gotcha. Go ahead. We'll come back to you. Go ahead, Emmanuel. The creation of race wars. Say it again. Race wars. And race what? roles. Oh, gotcha, okay. Like, black people are, just, are supposed to be a certain type of people. White people are a certain type of people. Mm-hmm. And if you're anything different than that, you're weird. Exactly. So causing separation. That's good. Go ahead, Harms. You have oh, something? I was going to say a victim mentality mm-hmm. because people feel like because they went through something that they're owed something, but nobody cares. 
Well, so, that, that sounds good. But, like, you know, you don't you need to make an excuse for it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Cole. Um, you know what the biggest, what the biggest scheme is? And it's not just for young people, it's really for, for everybody, but it, it, it is more prevalent because there's so much more distractions for you guys. But the biggest scheme is to make you think that you don't need God. Mm-hmm. The biggest scheme is, you just think about the messages and everything that goes out, it's all about me, 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 I, I, I. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like I can do this on my own, like I'm the greatest, I'm this. It's, there's, there's not a lot of compassion for people. It's, a, it's, it's really self-driven to, you know, uh, for the chicks, uh, for the females, you know, I'm gonna be the boss chick or the whatever, right? You know what I'm saying? For the guys, it's, you know, I wanna be the best basketball player, whatever the case may be. Um, and it's trying to get you to take everything away from God and saying that you don't need God. That's why you have people like LeBron James who call himself the king. That's why you got people like, that rap and stuff call themselves gods and stuff like that because they're trying to take away the need for God. So, and this could be something very subtle, very something very simple. Um, social media, right? You know what I'm saying? Something that's just gonna take your attention away. Something that's just that's 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 not feeding you Christ. That can also feed you other things. You know. So the biggest scheme in the world for everybody is to to make you think that you don't need God. And what are some of the consequences of that? As far as if a person indulges in the ideology, anybody, Coach Mel, I don't know you want to lead that, but anybody else, what's some of the consequence of that? Just, just having that mentality, like I don't need God, that kind of systematic scheme. Oh, he gonna show you that you need him. <laughs> okay, he gonna humble you. Okay, okay, mom. That's all you had to say about that. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Go ahead, man. That's all. Oh, you got some. Go ahead, Swell. You set yourself up for failure. That's right. That's right. Because no matter what sector you in. You have you need him like it doesn't matter how far you go, because God will let you be successful on your own for a while. And then the success will be too heavy for you to bear. And that's that's true. Anybody else? What's another uh, consequence? Go ahead. Uh, swear. And then that just says you're being alone. Yeah. Go ahead, man. That's real. I heard. I always say this: prize a short ride. Right before you fall, that's it. Right. And a lot of us, we have to be very careful because it's very subtle. Uh, these systematic schemes that are set against young people, against people, period, are very subtle in the beginning, but end up proving to be very uh, uh, severe in the end. And so, let's define schemes real quick for those we have a lot of new people here, and then we're going to get right into that second part uh, of that verse eleven. A scheme is a large scale systematic plan or arrangement for attaining a particular object or putting a particular idea into effect. So a satanic scheme is arranging things. We talked about the last week, how friends are arranged around you. Uh, ideologies are arranged around you. Um, you can barely go to explore page and you see a systematic plot, whether it's lust, whether it's a selfish ambition, you see it around. But we talked about last week how he arranges these things around us to get particular things. What were some of the things we said last week, or we could say new things, is a particular thing the enemy is after through his schemes. What does he want to steal from you, rob from you? What is that particular object in a person's life that he's after to steal, to kill, and destroy? Yes? Uh, your determination. Your determination. And how does he do that? Oh, wh- why does he want that? Let's start there. Why does he want your determination? In the past, we have like 
losing tendencies. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I don't feel like doing this, therefore, like, I don't have to, which brings on procrastination. And procrastination is, as people say, is a dream killer, mm-hmm. so which kills your determination to do anything. The Bible says in the last days, uh, people will not be able to endure sound doctrine. Like sound doctrine, there's, there's a formula, there's a system that God has in place. Like, like you can't expect to date someone five days and expect a 50-year marriage, right? You can't expect to just be open and then ex- ex- uh, believe that a thing can last a while. So you have to understand there's some sound things that you have to endure and determination is required. What if someone else had a hand up? Go ahead, uh, Drew. And and how and why does he want to steal that? Because if the devil doesn't know, well, the devil doesn't want us to know what who we are in God, and if we <clears throat> have a relationship, a relationship with him and try to get closer to him and try to figure out who we are, then you know what's coming. He already knows that he we are his children. He already knows that we're strong in the Lord and stuff like that. So. And then people nowadays don't know you know who we are. They're yeah, they're in the LGBTQ XYZ web. Okay. Uh, That's real. Identity is very important. And and he robs our identity by giving us false imagery. Like he gives us false imagery of what a man is, what a woman is, what marriage is, what success is. Because the Bible says that in the beginning he created us in his image and his what? Which one did we lose? The likeness. We look like him. That's why the devil's after us because, you know, we bear the image of God. He's jealous of us. We talked about the jealousy of Satan because he, we replaced him. Some, some theologians believe, a lot of people believe that he was the angel over music, right? And then you have this human being being formed out of dust whose hands sounds like drums, their feet sound like drums, their vocal cords are pipes that we replaced his position. And now the biggest thing that he hates about us is that we get redemption, He doesn't get redemption. And so how can he mess up one time and be eternally cast away? We mess up a million times and still have a way back to God. Right. And so that image, he says, you know what? I can't change the image you bear, but I can change your likeness. That's why he says, I want to create the perverse image of the original image. He knows that how can, I mean, it's systematically, you know, you went from, you know, uh, men, baggy pants, now the skinny jeans. Now you're going from, you know, girls not caring about modesty. Now you, every area of the human experience, the indulgence of the, per, per, the perversity of it. I don't even know where I made it up. Well, we're going to rock with it. The opposite side of it, everyone's swinging towards. And now heterosexual love is frowned upon. Now, you know, you see how it goes, right? And so that imagery, that identity is very key. And we have lost the original identity of God. But everyone's looking for that, though. Right. Good. So thank you, Drew. One last person. What is a particular thing? Go ahead, Alex. I don't know if anybody said it, but like Yeah. Yes. Let's expound that. Let's dig in that for a little bit. No, no, no. Let's dig. Let's dig in it. Yeah. They appreciate you. Yeah. So then I just like quit it. I just like 
when I finally realized that that's what I was supposed to do, it felt like it was too late. And then mm. I started getting attacked. It was too late. You'll never get there. You'll never have to read. Like, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So basically, all I have to say, now I'm at the next level or whatever. But basically, if the devil can take your dream, then he can take your destiny. So even though track isn't necessarily the only thing I'm supposed to do in life, it's a pretty big comfort. Because imagine, like, if I wasn't on this team, like, a lot of my teammates probably would have never heard about Jesus from a fresh perspective, from a person who's their age, mm -hmm. who can just break it down to them. Like, you just never know. That's real. Like, there's two forms of light, right? We need light to see. We need light to have clear vision to a degree, right? They say the word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. The opposite of that light is Satan. The Bible says he's, he uh, comes as an angel of light, right? There's a difference between a light that causes vision and a light that blinds vision. So the devil's light is this false illumination of let me blind you from what you're supposed to do. Because if you can see it, you can be it. If you see it, you can have it. And that's why he's after our vision. Because if, if I can't see it, that it's possible, it's going to seem impossible. And I think that's one thing he's after is like, look at yourself low. Like, don't, don't think that you can aspire to be great. Like, like, in this life too, we can be blessed. I don't, I don't want to wait to go to heaven to, to experience gold. I don't want to wait to heaven to experience a good life. In this life too, I can, right? So that's good. Anybody else? Now, it also says that a, a scheme is a large scale. So we see that as a national global scale attack or plan or arrangement or for obtaining a particular object or putting a particular idea in effect. Now, not only is he after a particular object, like your vision, your goals, dreams, your determination, etc. He's also trying to put a particular idea in effect. What are some ideas that are that are uh, hindering our effect that he's putting in effect in this generation? Whether it's same sex marriage, uh, same sex, uh, 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 you know what I'm trying to say. Whether it's uh, selfish ambitions. What are some particular ideas he's putting in effect in this generation? Yes. Mm, so we ain't gonna be able to get out of this pit. We're gonna, we're gonna, we done dug a hole now. <laughs> we, done, we ain't getting out of this one. <laughs> Just, ah, I'm messing, I'm messing, I'm messing. Go ahead, Alex. Expound on it for me. That's real. And you think you are, but you're wasting most of your time on that person. You could have been chasing your goals. That's right. That. You're right. If you look at uh, the beginning, gives us a lot of intel for the process. Before Adam got his assistant, what did God give him first? An assignment. There we go. The job. Think about this, though. Purpose has a way of helping you uh, uh, discern your person. Like when I know God personally and I know that he's trustworthy, I can trust him to select. Like we're not wise enough in our own minds because a lot of us, we get into these relationships and friendships prematurely thinking that we're ready. When we don't even know what readiness is. Have you even investigated the, and Coach Mel can add to this because we both married men, the, the responsibilities and the pressures that comes with it. Like you heard the phrase, new levels, new devils. If you can't defeat the devil at this level, 
If you can't defeat the devil in singleness, you ain't going to be able to defeat the devils that's against marriage. Right. And so when we understand that, the reason why we jump into mature things prematurely is because we don't understand the maturity uh, of the mature characteristics required. What I mean by this is this. It's like if I knew that uh, a certain uh, job required a certain amount of whatever, I got to then examine myself. Like I have to be able to say, OK, what is all required of me at this level? If I'm not if I don't match it, then I shouldn't try to catch it. Most people try to catch something they're not uh, tall enough to catch. Or like I get this knowledge of economics and Coach Mel's a coach. And we got uh, uh, James. We got some high flyers in here, right? Like, like, imagine me being 5'2", coming down the lane, ask and doing this, asking to throw a lob. They see me jump in practice. <laughs> if they throw a lob, coach going to put them on the bench. Like, you, you, don't, you, not, you not at that level. Now, if you got someone that's a high flyer, right? You can throw it like that. You can throw it like that. You can throw it off the coach's forehead. You can throw it whatever, and that dude going to catch it, right? It's crazy we're asking God for lobs that we're not willing or able to finish. See what I'm saying? So we think that we got the hops. There's a difference between dunking and catching oops. Like, I dunked in high school, but I wasn't a, a high flyer enough to catch alleys. I was one of them push dunkers. You know what I'm saying? I was one of those, I, you know, I, I got it in there. Hey, you know what I'm saying? And I'm out of there, right? <laughs> I'm out of there. <laughs> it got in there. One time I got it and I cocked it back. It was like that, but I was feeling myself, right? But I, who am I to ask for a lob like I'm LeBron? Right. And so we're asking God to throw oops. And God's like, no, we pulling the ball back. We still got time on the. See what I'm saying? And we get offended when the point guard doesn't throw us lobs. We have to begin to ask ourselves, am I actually ready for the next level? And also back to what you were saying about relationships, man, like like. If you don't finish your assignment, like if you don't know how to be alone, you won't know how to be alongside. Like, I got to be able to name my animals. Like, you got to know what it's like to be in a marketplace. You got to know what it's like to, uh, to be a person of purpose. Because how many people married people whose purposes didn't align? Do you, like, I'm glad I don't have to worry about that. But imagine people who a person's purpose was to be uh, uh, um, uh, 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 something, and your purpose doesn't align. There's going to immediately be conflict. So you got to know God personally, which would then help you know yourself. And when you know yourself, you understand the value of purpose. And then when you find your purpose, you find your person. Back to what I was saying, and I'm done. I, I think Coach might have something to add to it. Like, the devil systematically diluted important things. Sex has been diluted. Relationships has been diluted. Everything has been perverted off its original definition. Definitions give clear original intent from the person that created it, Right? And so if I dilute sex, then what's the next thing that's diluted? A baby. If the baby's diluted, family's diluted. So now all of a sudden when it comes to relationships, if I think relationships are all about you pleasing me or it's all about you serving me and it's not about being sacrificial and being a servant, then you're going to find yourself whatever messed up with it. I tell people all the time, people don't break marriage. People don't break relationships. Marriage is too heavy and it breaks them. So when you understand the weight of something, 
For instance, if 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 I got on a seesaw, I forget this analogy all the time. If I got on a seesaw with with the, um, someone eight hundred pounds, right? You see what I'm saying? I, I, that ain't gonna budge. You gotta match what you want. Hear me closely. You have to match what you want in weight. That's why the weight is worth it. It's important for me to wait so I can have the weight needed to balance the weight of the thing that I'm in. What do boxers do all the time? They, I got to get a certain weight. See what I'm saying? In order for me to box. Imagine me being 120 pounds trying to box somebody 250. That's dangerous. Anything, Coach, you want to add to that? Said, Go ahead, Coach. But the uh, part about uh, the scripture verse being strong in the Lord. That's right. Uh, I think that we have to really understand this is the reason why the devil put so many schemes and stuff out there to get you away from him because he knows how powerful it is when you connect with God. And I encourage everybody, uh, especially like, you know, you know, I got a lot of athletes and stuff in here. If we work on if we work on our relationship with Christ as much as we work out with we did in life. Mm-hmm. That's real. They say be strong and bold. What does that mean? I, I, it's crazy because I was just uh, with my son going over this scripture verse because he had an assignment from his Jesus class. And, and I asked him, did he know what that meant? Being strong in the Lord. Do you know what that means? My son, he's, you know, he knew to the word, trying to figure out the Bible and all that stuff. So he really didn't know what it was. And I had to break it down to him. And it's real simple. Like, so many times, this is what I was saying before as far as the schemes and stuff makes us feel like we don't need God. So many times we lean to our own understanding and we try to put in all the work. We try to fill out all the applications for college. We try to do the stuff in the natural to accomplish, but we don't even consider asking God or praying to God or building my relationship with God. And see, you can't trick him off like he a hoe. Uh-oh. Can't trick him off like he a hoe. What you mean, Coach? You can't just ask him for stuff when you want it. You can't just try to build a relationship with them when it's time for you to get something out of it. Mm, that's real. That's tricking off. Mm. That's being a hoe. Mm. Everybody understand that? Mm-hmm. So you have to really build a relationship. And I encourage anybody that, that has a desire to accomplish or want anything is to start there. And I'm preaching to myself as well. It's like we have to, it's so many different distractions, right, that will take us away from God because it's not the cool thing to do. It's not exciting and entertaining all the time. But, it, the, but the, the moment we're in a situation and the moment we want something, who we run to, right? So we got to start to build that relationship and be strong and understand what being strong <clears throat> in the Lord means. That means what I can do physically or on my own has no measure against what I can do with, through him and with him. Uh-huh. And the moment we understand that and the moment y'all recognize that as young people, there's nothing in this world that you cannot accomplish. There's nothing that... What, listen, I don't care if everybody got scholarship. There's a scholarship out there for you. There's a position out there for you. There's a boyfriend or a girlfriend out there for you. But if you lean to your own understanding, you're going to have a lot of broken relationships. You're going to have a lot of uh, uh, wasted time. And you're going to have a lot of unnecessary stress. I'm a witness. Fact. Just let Same me know. Man. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That's right. All right, fam. Love you, man. Appreciate you, both. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate you, Coach. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But that's real. Like, that's real. And we have to understand that that those schemes, like, are out there. Let's keep going. Now, the verse says in verse 11, it says, put on the whole armor of God <clears throat> that you may. I love that, that you may. May means maybe. 
Like, I have to put on the whole armor just in case. Like, people think that I have to wait to a, for the, for, I have to wait till a devil wage war for me to have my armor on. There may be a couple of days where it's not that much warfare. Like, for instance, if I lived in a neighborhood and I left my windows open every day, my door's wide open and no cars in the, in the garage, everybody gone. Will I get robbed the first day? Maybe, maybe not. A person's going to watch. They're going to be like, okay, this is too good to be true. If it's open the second day, uh, let me watch another day. Demons may not, because demons love for us to get comfortable in the good days. The best way to prepare for war is in the good days. If you wait till the bad day comes, you're done. Most people, they just say, you know what? I get comfortable. The devil loves the greatest tactic of the devil is to make you feel uh, uh, nothing against you. So now you get comfortable. Now you say, I don't got to read my Bible. Now nah, I'm good. Life is great. They wait till you feel good. Then they really bring in bad things. So if I put on the armor every day just in case, then they will try to observe if they even have a case to come against us. Now, a soldier may not shoot in war, but they shoot every day. <laughs> Well, they, a hand speed that you can't ignore. Like they're working at how quick can I draw? Like, <clears throat> because if you get comfortable, you lose. Who? I'm a living witness. My nephew. I ain't played ball in five months. I should have listened to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, I probably shouldn't have played my nephew. Because I've been beating my nephew since he was about seven, eight years old. So after five months of not hooping, my nephew said a few words that just just took me to that place. And I said, "All right, nephew, check up. Uh, you talking crazy? Check up, nephew. I probably I probably should have checked out." <laughs> my nephew comes out there. He had me up five to four. One, uh, we was going to seven. He had me up six to one, and then I said, "All right, man." I, I, so he beat me that game 7-6. But I put five buckets on him straight. I lost the game. I said best out of three. See, we passed out of three. I should have quit. Next game, he beats me 5-0. He just didn't miss. If he don't miss, then I don't get a chance. What can you say about that? All week. For two weeks. Chirping. What I'm trying to say is, I should have been like, I can't rest in the winds of yesterday if I haven't worked today. Because then I have to hear him chirp. Demons know if you really put the work in. Then we stand as if we can. And they beat us by 40. Right? The thing that we have to do is I have to practice just in case today is the day. Every, I got to read my Bible, not just, not just because it's a duty. The thing is, we look at these praying and reading the Bible as duties versus disciplines. It's a duty. I got to do it because mama told me. I got to do it because I get $5 at the end of the week. I got to do it because of whatever, because I'm told. If you understand the warfare uh, uh, requirements for me to pray and read. 
Like, 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 just like a person has to be familiar with a gun every day. I got to be familiar with my word every day. I got to pray every day, not because uh, it's something I should do. It's something that I must do. Like, I got to talk to God. God, is this the right person? God, am I at the right place? God, what in me is keeping me from you? I got to keep constant communication with him so I'll know what I need to do. I have to put on the whole armor of God because maybe, just in case. It says that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Against means it's coming. What Dion been saying for the last few weeks? We coming? Them demons are saying the same thing. We coming. We coming for everything. I don't care about your dreams. I don't care about your goals. I don't care about your aspiration. I'm coming for your mind. I'm coming from your will. I'm coming from your. De- I'm coming for your determination. I'm coming. And when you understand that, you'll say, "Well, then come on, then." Because now I can stand. Now here's five things: S T A N D. Stand. Five things we must do in order to stand against the schemes. The schemes are coming. Demons right now are in boardrooms about your life right now. They're processing how to destroy you right now. There's so many people they have utterly destroyed from the face of the earth. And you ain't nothing uh, 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 worthy of, of, of being afraid of. Because they're not afraid of you. They're afraid of God through you. And if you understand that, then you will never get prideful. See, I have to pray because he's, I'm, if I don't pray, I become prey. If I don't pray, I become prey, meaning they're hunting me. That's why I got to talk to God. God, like lead and guide me into all truth today. God, order my steps, Lord, in your word. God, make sure that you light up my path. God, show me the plots and the schemes. God, I have to because they're coming. And when you begin to see your Bible collecting dust and your soul becoming rust, then you know you're done. You got to stay in it if you want to win. Now, in order to stand against schemes of the devil, number one, I have to be fully submitted to God. Fully submitted. S, I got to be submitted. What is submission? What does it mean to be fully submitted to God? The Bible says, submit yourself to the Lord, resist the devil, and he'll flee. What is, does it like to submit? I see your hands for me. You thinking? Yeah, like I'm talking. I got take your time. Go ahead, Mark. Like you're committed. You committed. That's good. Yeah. Expound that for me. Committed. What is but committed, like, like the thing of the dangerous the dangerous word about committed is I heard Pastor Goose say years ago, he said, uh, There's a difference between someone who's faithful and someone who's loyal. A faithful person is faithful because you're full of something they want. Loyalty means I don't need nothing from you. I'm loyal. So committed to God, it has to be in a loyalty category, like what you're alluding to. Because if not, then it's like I'll be committed for a period. Right. So commission committed is, is one of those definitions for sure. Did you have some? What does it mean to be submitted? Go ahead. It's like uh, being fully surrendered uh, under no circumstances wavering. Under no circumstances wavering. Submitted means under no circumstances I'm following you. I'm committed to you. 
Fully submitted means every area in my life, around my life must be submitted. That means I have to know why I must submit it. Now, what are some things that is hard for us to submit to God? That makes it difficult, that opens up the schemes through the scenes. Go ahead. Uh, I would say technology. Um, uh-huh. Technology. <laughs> Technology is even more better than men, but you got to be like diligent. It's going to take diligence. You got to be determined. Mm-hmm. If you want to please God, then you got to, no matter what it is, you just got to hold it and just leave it there and just see it because even if you are like, let's just say, for example, you're smart, you're going to read your word, you're going to do all you need to do. Mm-hmm. And then you might get a text on your phone. And then as soon as you look at it, you're like, three hours gone by, you've been on your phone. So that's real. Still, you got to be leaving it alone and it will come. It's crazy because that's, that's, that's good, uh, Cheston, because could we really go a week without social media? Could we really go a week without our phones? That, that's something that we... Think about it, because if you can't, if you can't submit something, that's the very, that's the one avenue they're coming through. If I can't say, you know what, for instance, every time I spend in, the, in, my, in my word with God or whatever, that's why I never read my Bible on my phone. I'm just going to give y'all, I'm going to put y'all on game. Don't read your Bible on your phone. Get to the pages. Unless you're, unless you're disciplined, what I'm saying. Unless you, unless you got a, 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 another device, like you got an a old computer that you read the Bible on. <laughs> iPhone 1, you know what I'm saying? The thing ain't working. Yeah, 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 yeah. A, a, a Blackberry or something. Anyway, what I'm saying is, is that I have to, I have to make sure that I examine every area, especially technology, because... What you should do is say, you know what? I'm going to remove all technology out of my presence when I'm in his presence. It may be that you have to charge your phone in the bathroom. Maybe it means you have to charge your phone in another room. Because one thing God got me on early on was that I used to reach for my phone over my Bible. And he said, Josh, look at your mom. I was stuck like that. I said, oh. Oh, the Bible is right there, the armpit. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me slide that arm back real quick. <laughs> for God, break that arm off. <laughs> now, he's great. He ain't going to bring my arm off for that. He ain't going to bring him. But what I realized was we have been programmed because phones have given us dopamine. Yep. Now, all of a sudden, if, if, if that right person liked my video, my day's great. If that person doesn't like my whatever, now my day's horrible. Our devices has become our place of identity worth and whatever especially entrepreneurs especially influencers because i used to be that guy i used to back when facebook was the biggest thing i would look at how many likes did i get how many comments did i get how many shares did i get in y'all's generation it may be who how many whatever whatever on instagram or tiktok whatever the other uh, y'all's things are right that's dangerous because we'll start checking that versus going to something that will check us you see what I'm saying? I need something before I check into my day to check into me to make sure I'm checked in, like to make sure that I can actually enjoy. That's why you got to say, you know what? I got to look at those numbers. How many hours a day do I really spend on my phone? Now, for instance, if you're on your phone and, and most of it and, your, and the moments and the minutes that you spend on it is making you money, by all means. 
But if your device is strictly just for entertainment, then you are entertainment. Like you're done. That's why you got to say, I got I got to think about this device because this right here is one of the biggest plots of schemes. Because now we treat this like our organ. Like, like this is a part of me. Like this is. And, and now all of a sudden now that's why you got to make sure you don't put your phone in your pocket, fellas, because they're using your phone with radiation to to eat up the sperm count to cause some level of where you can't have kids. Like, like, that's why when I drive in the car, my phone's on do not disturb. My phone's off. Like, like, they're using all the things that we can't put down to mess us. So now when you understand, now everybody not even nobody. <laughs> you sleep it on your chest. Like, this right here is giving off radiation right now. Like, like it, it, do research on the radiation that phones, even, even, your, even your PlayStation controllers give off radiation. So when you start thinking about these devices, now you start thinking, okay, these are actually vices. Like these things are actually dangerous. So what's another thing that we find hard or difficult to submit to God? Go ahead, Drew. Uh, yo, yo, I was saying like your visions, goals, and dreams, like what yeah. you want to do in life. Man, that's a big one, Drew. That's a big, like, bro, like some dreams have to die for your real dream to be revealed. Right now, you guys, some of you all are heading towards a midlife crisis. And y'all think midlife crisis 40. No, midlife crisis 25. 25 is when a lot of you, not a lot of you all, but a lot of people in your generation is going to have deep, dark depression. Why? <clears throat> because you've been in three bubbles. You've been in the... Uh, School bubble, you've been in your church bubble, and you are entering your college bubble. Now, when those bubbles have burst, and now you're in the big bubble called life, then you realize that it takes more than what has been advertised for you to have that stuff by your side, right? Now you begin to see that, oh, snap, like, life is real, real. Like, like, like Mike Tyson said, everybody has a plan till they get hit in the jaw. Like, everybody has a plan till they get hit. What I'm saying is this, is that a lot of young people, like Coach Mel said, practice a life without submitting it to God. So now when your hoop dream is your only dream or if your uh, whatever dream it is, sports, academics, career, like like God ain't going to make that work for you. You can make it work for you. I done been in ministries that I started, that I used all of my energy, all of my effort, everything I had to make it work, and it wasn't God's work for me. If it ain't effortless, then it's not meant for you. If it's not what God has given you the grace for, because like the race of life must be backed by his grace. Grace means the unmerited favor that supports you as you follow through. That's why if you, Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. <clears throat> This is where we see ultimate humanness. Like the Bible says he was so stressed that he was sweating drops of blood. That he was so dehydrated that he was so uh, uh, drained that there was no like like his blood was coming out. We're talking about ultimate level of stress. This is before he got beat. This is before he got his beard ripped off. This is before they put a nails in his hands and feet. That means he was stressed. He then began to say, he says, if it be thy will, take this cup from me. But I'm glad he put a comma and not a period day. But he, what did he say after that? 
not, but not my will, thine will. If you haven't had a moment with God where you have honestly said to him, not my will, thine will, then you're going to find yourself behind the will eventually in a wreck. You got to come to a place where you say, God, I really wish that I can go to that college. God, I really wish I can be with her or be with him. God, I really wish. It's crazy we think that we can choose better than God. We can't choose better. Bro, the girls I've chosen and the one he chosen, no comparisons. I thought I knew him. (laughs) Baby girl, don't leave me. (laughs) You you, you the best thing I ever seen. Standing at five foot nine. Standing at five foot nine. All the way fine. That's all I got. <laughs> it might be time for me to go home. I might be in this early. You know what I'm saying? I gotta find a little something in the house. Wait, what I'm trying to say is God blesses better. So that's why you gotta say, you think you know the career for you. You think you know the spouse for you, but you have no clue. That's why you got to say, God, not my will. What if God showed you? You know why God doesn't show you the person? Why God doesn't show you the place? Because you will feel insecure. Because you're going to be like, I don't even match that. That's why it says, you know what, God, I trust you to pick. But pick out of me everything that's not like you so I can match whatever I want in life. Perfect. So I got to submit my vision, goals, and dreams, man. I got to submit it. You got to say, hey, man, it may, if he's not submitted, then you won't quit it. You got to say, God, I'm willing to quit anything for you. Like, 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 like anything. Let's keep going for time's sake. Uh, <clears throat> T, in order to stand against the schemes of the devil, I have to know the truth about God and myself or yourself. What's the difference between true and truth? What's the difference between true and truth? <clears throat> Go ahead, Sweat. You, that's right. That's the perfect definition. True means, like right now, it is true that I'm in this room. But it, is it truth that I'm in this room? Because it, it can change is what I'm saying. Like truth can't change. True can change. So, right. It may be true that you're growing up in a bad situation, but the truth may have something else to say about what's true now. So I got to find the truth because the truth don't change. Some of us, we're so focused on what's true, but we don't know the truth. Yes, it's true that you grew up this way. Yes, it's true you're in a situation right now. Yes, it's true. But that true can change. The truth can't. I got to find the truth about what God says about man because that doesn't change. I gotta, you got to find the truth about what the word of God says about womanhood because that doesn't change. I got to find the truth or we got to find the truth of what love and relationship is because that doesn't change. If it can't be changed, it can't be moved. So the devil can put a whole scheme against you, but you can't be moved because you're standing on the what? Truth. But if you stand on what is true, you'll be like Adam and Eve and removed from your Eden. The truth says 
it's crazy that he had Eve focused on the one tree when she had access to the other 99%. Yes, it is true. And he says, no, it's not necessarily true that you're going to die. He knew somewhere in the clause that you wouldn't die, but she focused on death in one aspect of her, but not the full death of all of her. So, yes, it was true what he said to a degree, but what does the truth say? And we got to find out what does the word of God say about every area of my life that I'm connected to? Because if I stand on that, I can't be moved. So how do I stand against the scheme of the devil? Jesus stood on the truth. Everything that he threw his way, temptations, tests, whatever. Did the Bible say Jesus was tested or was he tempted? What's the difference between test and a temptation? Mm. Temptation is tailored. A test is general. Temptation is it's something that I kind of desire. It's something that I actually desire. Jesus, what was the three temptations? Number one was turning stone to bread. That's tempting when you're the bread of life. So now... He tempted Jesus with stuff that's tailored to Jesus. So each time that he was tempted off of something that was tailored, he gave the devil the truth. Man should not eat off of bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. He then took Jesus to a high place and he says, isn't it true that if you jump off this cliff, angels will come and save you? That's true. But here's the truth. The truth True it is because the devil was trying to tempt him to reveal himself prematurely. If he would have jumped off that cliff, the pinnacle that they said he jumped off was where everybody in wherever Jerusalem was going to be able to see him. Now, we, this ain't Charlotte. It ain't like there's a million plus people. This is a town. And they don't have no television. Everybody going to see it. Hey, oh, you see these thousand angels got this man? Oh, he must be God. The problem was they wanted Jesus. If Jesus would have revealed himself prematurely, the people would have made him king. Why do you think, why did Jesus not, not want to be king? Because there's someone higher than him. All right, keep going, keep going. There's someone higher than him that they shouldn't be present him with God. Now, nah, give me something else. <laughs> now, nah, you good, you good. Uh, why, why, did, why didn't he want to be deemed king early? You had your hand up first, and we'll come to you. Because then there would have been no need for, like, faith or whatever. That's, and all the prophecies would have been blessed. That's half, that's half of it. What you about to say? Man, that's, a, that's like, that's, that's yeah, one third, one third. Anybody got another? Yes, sir. Well, it's pretty much just human nature that if we see anything that makes us think, oh, this has got to be the work of a higher power, we think the exact thing is the higher power. Jesus didn't want to be seen as the higher power. He wanted to be seen as a gateway to God. That's real. That's one third, one third, one third. All those are true and truth. The part that I'm saying is the people would have forced him to be king to liberate them from Rome. So if he would have revealed himself, the people misinterpreted prophecies of his coming. They assumed that the Messiah was going to free them from Caesar. But why deliver you from Rome when you won't let me deliver you from what's in your home, in your heart? So I wasn't trying to save you from Rome. That's why Jesus wasn't that political. Because he's saying, I'm not in politics, I'm in kingdom. So I came with a gospel. A king comes in and says, 
Here is the gospel. Here's the truth. A gospel is good news saying that whatever was before me is done. Here's a new king. They wanted him to deliver them from Rome. But if he would have revealed himself too early, deliver us from Caesar, but not deliver me from myself and my sins and my penalty. Now, the last one was what? Bow down to Satan, right? Why did he want him to bow down to Satan? Oh, we get into what we we get what we talked about last what, last week? Something like that. So uh, the, the round table talk? Yeah. So why did why did well y'all already know. But those three things were temptations, not tests, because that was actually tailored to him. He was the bread of life. He was hungry. Right, like, like, like he was. You know what I'm saying? Very fast four days. The second thing was he was the king, but a king revealed too early. Why do you think David was called king but had to wait years? So you start thinking about things different. So I got to know what the truth is, because the devil can't move the truth, but he can move what is true. The true is, yeah, your mama did, your daddy did, you know, this person did. That's true, right? And you root yourself in what happened to you that was true. But what does the truth say? Another way to stand against the scheme of the devil is a stay aware. Stay all always stay always be aware. Like you got to observe everything that just randomly or not randomly come into your life. Schemes are subtle. You got to examine all friendships. You got to examine your boy. Like you got to examine your boyfriend and girlfriend right now. You got to examine uh, uh, your friend group right now. You got to examine like. Have you really go? Have you really gone to God and asked God, "Is this person it? God, is this a friend you sit?" Like, how many of us just said, "All right, God, I'm just gonna go for it, God," and God's like, "Bro, like that ain't even from me." If it's not from Him, then where is it from? If you don't take time to ask then that means you care about that more than you do what God has for you. So I got to be aware, like, yo, it, because right now you could be in a relationship or a friendship that's stealing precious time. Like, like, that, like, like, demons come to steal for real. Like, like, I saw some on Instagram. This, 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 uh, What's some scat pack? Scat pack? What's it? Snack pack? What's them things called? A scat? The car? The cars? Yeah. Scat pack? I, I was right the first time. Not a snack pack. Maybe I'm hungry. Snack, snack pack. <laughs> this same dealership has been robbed three times. Oh yeah. You seen that? And they stole them scat packs in um in uh like 45 seconds. I believe so too. So what I'm saying is is that imagine you being robbed. Three times it ain't changed nothing. Either you dumb or you got a Judas. Like you got to observe, okay, like am I dumb? Or do I have someone around me that's uh, facilitating that thievery? So now I got to be aware like, yo, like when you on your phone, you got to be aware. Man, I've been on this thing for two hours. Like, like do you, what gets me? Is that I, I like vision, uh, vision, uh, visualizing things. I always visualize demons laughing at me from taking from me. Like, how many demons are like, we got her again? We got, this is easy. Do you know demons 
don't necessarily attack you every day. They allow your they allow the cycles to just do what cycles do. So what they do is they just create the environment, they create the circumstance, they create the emotional connections that keeps you in a cycle without them having to intervene. So how many of us are caught in these satanic cycles? And every, every it's funny, every time around this time, it's the same thing. Every November, this happens. Every July, this happens. Like you got to look at your life and be like, man, they, they do little check-ins. Like, how's she doing? Oh, she getting with a guy? Okay, you know by July, she done. <laughs> all it takes for this guy to come home from school, all it takes for this girl to come home from school, she done, he done. All it takes is for this phrase to be said, she's done. So if I start seeing her reading her Bible, if I start seeing her reading about all I got to do is bring that text through. Hey, big head. Mm. All I got to do is bring that, that, that. And it'd be funny. Like, you'd be like, man, why am I seeing their stories? Like, like why? Like, you don't think they are caught. You don't think they intertwined with the Instagram algorithms just for you to get you messed up? Like, don't count as surprise when these things come through. And now you in your feelings. Now you back in the cycle. Now they can go take a break. So you got to stay aware like, yo, man, is this the thing he's using against me? Is it my thoughts he's using against me? Is it the people that he's using against me? And you, because if you can't stand, like Gideon. Oh, man, it's about time to go. Gideon, um, when he brought them to the water, right? What was, what was the test at the water? When Gideon brought his soldiers to the water, what was the test? How they drink the water. What was the two ways they drank the water? And why were the people who just bowed down to the water not fit for war? Both people are thirsty, but both people drink differently. When I worship refreshment, entertainment, I bow down to it without being aware. So if I bow down into my farm, I'm not aware. If I bow down to their relationship because I need this water to survive. The difference is I can still drink for my wife. I can still drink for my family. I still drink, but I still got to keep my head on a swivel. I just can't just indulge in family and whole baby all day, whole wife all day and just sit all day and not pray. Like I gotta, I gotta enjoy my family, but bring it to me and keep my head on the swivel. Because at any given moment, devil kid. Real quick, uh, N and D. Be okay with saying no. That's how you stand against the devil. Be okay with saying no. If you can't say no, like fam, it, you're done. You gotta say no. No has become one of my favorite words in my vocabulary. There have been kids last year. I didn't two years ago, on March. I ain't even gonna say my wife listen. I spent a certain amount of money on a vending machine. Now I'll be lying to these kids. No, I don't got no money. <laughs> no, because it, it, this is going into your belly and out. I got to say no. Now, certain kids, all right, man, I know your situation, fam. I know you ain't eat this morning, whatever. I got you. There's some people I'm going to look out for. They look out for me. They love me. So I, I'm going to hook you up. I'm going to get you a snack. You know what I'm saying? But them little kids, man. No, <laughs> you don't love me. <laughs> anyway, D, <laughs> you got to stay disciplined. In order to stand against the schemes, you got to be fully submitted to God. Ask You got to know the truth about God in you. You got to stay aware always. You got to be okay with saying no. Last thing, you got to stay disciplined. We'll finish the rest next week. Love you all. I think church out. Thank you so much.